We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jeff Ritter is joining the Live Tour. He says that it's quite like uh, being at the Pat Mayo podcast, even though he's never been there. But uh, not really. But we're, no, he's on vacation in Michigan. So Scott and I doing the Scottish Open coming up next. everybody welcome to gaming golf uh here with uh, scott jenstad jeff ritter on vacation in michigan on a lake somewhere in a boat uh bad wi-fi apparently or he just doesn't like us or something no he's, he's on vacation so it's just scott and i today and we're excited to do the uh gaming golf podcast for the scottish open it's a unique format or unique unique situation here scott in that we have a overseas tournament that isn't the british open that we're still covering yeah, it's a you know a combination with the PGA Tour and the DP Tour, and uh, it's fun. It's a really good feel. I think fourteen of the top fifteen are here, and um, coming off the most uh, insane quote of in history by Taylor Gooch, it's going to be yeah. fun to talk some golf. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's get into that real quick. So Taylor Gooch gets interviewed after the Live Tournament in uh, in, in Portland, and he's part of the team that won. Yep. Uh, and they're and I guess there was a little bit of crowd. They're excited on eighteen. He goes. I've never played in the Ryder Cup, but I can't imagine it's any much different than that or something of that <laughs> nature. It's just, it was like, did you really say that? Like, never talk again, ever. I mean, <laughs> I'm, you know, that's like as bad as my some of my opens for this podcast. The funny thing was like DJ like actually turned his head away to right when he said it, like he just couldn't believe he said it. My real question is how do DJ Gooch, Pat Perez, and I forget who else end up on the same team? Like that doesn't, it was for the 48 man field with a lot of, questionable players how those four guys end up on the same team well uh, nobody likes bryson or brooks um so that that's two fewer americans there's a lot of foreign players on the on this tour i mean they, it's basically the americans 
Um, uh, is the way I look at I it. Yes, yeah. It was that that quote. I, like I had to watch it again to make sure he actually said what I thought he said. But what an insane, crazy quote! Well, you see Patrick Reed's face there is pretty. Oh, that's funny. right. It was, it was Reed was the fourth guy. Like you have four of the best players. I don't know how they ended up on the same team, but yeah. Uh, I, I, it was as if anybody cares who wins. They the basically team, choose the their own it. teams unless they don't know anybody, and then you get stuck on a team. It's kind of like that tournament, uh, the team turn, the two team tournament down in New Orleans there. Right, where Xander and Cantlay are playing together, and then a bunch of no name. It's just uh, it's, a bunch of people get paired together because they don't have a partner um you know i don't it know it was uh it was wild and i guess if you give people free tickets and a bunch of drinks they uh, they get a little rowdy and have some fun but uh I don't, i'm still not i'm still not uh, really uh, overly interested in it yeah i didn't watch a second of it yet yeah, so yeah. uh i did watch a little bit of the deer um it was a tough watch um without a doubt but <coughs> yeah golf golf is tough when you have the runaway like that and jt poston pretty much ran away with that he was a wire first wire to wire leader of the the pga tour this year but he played played awesome uh, i had a i had a couple of uh runners in there for a while that i thought might make a run at charles howell third played well for a while and uh, uh chris goderop was up there for a while a couple of guys that we had that uh, we mm-hmm. had, uh, bet I had on both of those in my lineup yep. yeah yeah lineup worked great but betting wise like they got close and then just poston never never really came back and let anybody into it and he just uh, just played great all weekend yeah, and anybody that was close to him kind of faltered on Sunday too. Yeah. Uh, for, at one point, it was a two-shot lead, and that's about as close as it got. Yeah, for a, for an event that didn't have a lot of names, and it was not uh, not a great one. But I'm looking forward to this field. This is a, a really good event. Uh, obviously, if you're playing uh, DraftKings, make sure you get lineups in early. We got a early lock times with the event in Scotland. Early TV times. Um, early for us on the West Coast, but it's kind of fun when the tournament uh, tournament's on in the morning and you know ends at noon or one o'clock, and you get the rest of your day free. But I always like that with the British Open. I get up super early, yeah. before the family's up, I'll watch a bunch of uh, holes before uh, before anything gets going. Well, the great part is you can go to bed late and see yeah. the start of it um, because British Open coverage rules. Yeah. So you get every shot of every group, basically. Yeah, Unlike Christy, the PGA. Christy always looks at me when the PGA or the British Open. I was like, "What are you watching at one in the morning? Is I, are you watching like a tape tournament?" I'm like, "Nope, this is live. Just just eat off." Yep. Yep. You start to learn what an eight hour time difference looks like. Um, no doubt. So, yeah, there. Plus, it's light early there, too. Uh, so let's jump right into it. To the Scottish it. Open. Uh, you know, it's 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 an interesting co-run tournament by the PGA Tour and the, the, the DP World Tour. And, uh, you know, you get points for either whichever tour you're on. So it's a great field because of that. Uh, the, the big there's going to be. So, and that's a great thing, too, is we start to learn some of the names of some of the euros here, too, that we yeah. don't really know all that well uh, in preparation for next week. Uh, five figures on DraftKings. There's four players. Scotty Scheffler at 11-2, Rahm at 11,000, JT at 10-6, and Matt Fitzpatrick at 10-1. I believe this is Matt Fitzpatrick's first tournament since uh, winning the U.S. Open. So uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good top tier there. Who do you like? You know, it's funny. I think this is a roster build answer for me more than anything, but there are so yep. many players in the nines and eights that I like that I just don't think I'm paying up in this range this week. I mean, I, you can't argue against Scheffler, Rom, or JT um, ever. I mean, they're, they're probably the three best players in the world right now, and it's tough to argue against them, but I just think that, you know, Scheffler and Rom are like in the 11s where there's so many big names in the nines that yeah. it's really like a, it's like a 2,000 separation instead of usually like a, a 1,000 separation. I think it's a big deal there. If I go someone here and, you know, I got you know play with lineups some more, it will be Scheffler for me i just i think that uh you know he hasn't won in uh, what is it a uh, two months now so everybody's uh you know maybe people forget about him but hitting the ball great it's just he's putting he's kind of putting badly the last like month and a half so just yeah not dominating there you know losing strokes uh gain putting in like four of the last six events but still hitting it really well um i think you know i, I would take him based on the fact that he's super uh, super expensive 
and maybe I think we'll be less rostered than, than Rama and JT. If you give me that with the top guy, um, I'll kind of go game theory with it there. So I, I'd go Scheffler, but uh, as I built lineups and kind of looked at this, my thought was to go with multiple guys in the nines and maybe a guy in the eight and kind of build a, build more of a balanced approach because the some of the names in the nines are really good. Yeah, they are. Um, and that, that that's the amazing part. Um, how do you feel about Fitz coming off the uh, off the major wins? Is that something you want to you want to build on? You think you're gonna you kind of jump off it? How do you feel about that? Well, that was just the question. Is like you know he hasn't played since then, but yeah. you know he he was playing really well before the U.S. Open too. It just hadn't broken through. Then finally he does, and you know he's broken through in Europe before. So I could see it. I mean, I, I think that the logic of not going after a guy after his breakthrough steered us away from Scheffler incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know. I feel like I've learned from that. I know Ritter likes JT in this yeah. top tier. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard not to. And JT feels like a guy that, you know, plays well wherever he is. Um, I can't, I, I, it's hard to argue against any of these guys are just playing so well. The Shin Lee group, uh, you know, JT was not great at the US Open, um, played really well at RBC and then missed the cut at Schwab. So uh, maybe a little bit off his elite game, but, you know, it's JT. He can, he could turn on any point. And, you know, there's a nice ramp up for him going to the British. It seemed like uh, him and Ricky and, and Spieth were having a lot of fun this week. Uh, I saw them in, playing in Ireland with, uh, with pints of beer walking, uh, walking on the fairway. So it seems like uh, those guys have a lot of fun in their life, which I kind of like. Yeah, uh, having fun is a good thing. And that that pro-am, by the way, yeah. were you reading about that? was a loaded field. Yeah, and it, as long as you're not Jordan Spieth, you get DQ'd from it. It was uh, it was really good. But yeah, when when Tiger and when Tiger and JT show up for a pro pro-am, it's it's good. It's pretty legit. And Rom also. Yeah, I think there was like 30 out of the top 100 were yeah. there. Um, I like and... I like Tiger helicoptering his way in, and it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm here and I'm ready. Let's go. Yep. Um, so we'll have a good conversation about Tiger soon. Um, uh, but yeah, he, uh, so he is he is playing this week or playing next week, but not this week, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. Let's hit the nine thousands. Yeah. Xander fresh off a of victory at Hartford, ninety nine. Cantlay ninety six. Morikawa ninety four. That's as low as we've seen him in a while. Will Z at ninety three. Sam Burns at ninety two. Cam Smith at ninety one. Hideki at nine thousand. You're right. The nine thousands are a loaded tier. Stacked. And I mean, and and you know, really high level. It's not like just like good players. We got really great players. I'm I'm building from here for sure. I'm gonna start with uh, start with Xander at nine nine hundred. Just he's playing out of his mind. Around he won the pro am that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, the thirty six yep. hole pro am there. But I mean, he come, he's coming off a win at Travelers where he gained what uh, eight point four shots to green, five point seven approach. Playing really, putted really well that week too to get the win. You look at his last five tournaments since he missed the cut at the Masters. First, 14th, 18th, 13th, and 5th. Uh, gaining huge in tee to green and in all those events. So just ball striking really well right now. You look at the last 24 rounds, he's first in the field and approach. Sixth in ball striking, 7th tee to green, 15th in short game. So kind of doing it all around the course rather than just one spot. We usually see, you know, guys that ball striking well, maybe not hitting uh, around the greens well. But uh, Xander's just playing really well. I'm surprised he's 9,900. I thought he'd be about 10-3, uh, 10-4, somewhere in there. So I'm, I'm definitely building with him. And then... Uh, Will Z also, I think this is a really good, everything I've read about this course is very ball striker course, unless the wind comes up, that makes it tough. Sounds like it's gonna be pretty calm over the weekend wind wise. So we might see some high scores. I think, uh, Min Woo Lee won here at 18 under last year. So there's gonna be a lot of birdies in this course. Um, you look at the Will Z gained 7.3 in approach at the U S open last four events. He has three top fives, just playing great right now. First in the field and ball striking last 24 rounds, 18 to green fourth off the tee, 10th in the approach, just kind of all around ball striking game. Um, you know, among the elite there. So I do like him. I think the price is too low on him also. And finally, in this range, there's be some laps where I play, you know, try and get three of these guys, but probably two of three. Um, I really like Hideki again at 9,000. I think the price is low on him too. Uh, hit it great. The U.S. Open finished fourth game, 9.1 uh, uh, on approach there. You know, last five events, four top 20. Seems like he's finally back to fully healthy Hideki. 
You look at the last 24 rounds, the ball striking numbers all hold. Sixth in approach, 11th ball striking, 12th tee to green. Um, we have uh, we have Hideki, regular Hideki back. Now the neck issue is gone. And I really like all three of those guys. You could argue for a lot of guys in this range. You probably have some, a couple others you like. But uh, Xander, Will Z, and Hideki are going to be kind of the core of my lineups this week. Yeah, I I, I can't stay away from Will Z at 93, and neither yeah, can Jeff Ritter. Yeah. He said that he's already used him in his one and done. Otherwise, he'd use him here. Uh, he feels that strongly about Will Z and at 93. Yeah, I, I, I get you. And I, I see why you, you shy away from like the tens when you've yeah. got these as options here. Uh, one thing I was going to spitballing about is like, what do you do? Like, like are we going to be able to watch more of this tournament than we would of other terms since it's a combined uh, tournament? You know, this is the European tour. It is the PGA tour stuff. Right. You know, golf channel can just roll one coverage into the next. Right. You looked up the TV times. I have not. I did. Oh. Uh, for tomorrow, for or for Thursday, I should say. Excuse me. For Thursday, it, it's five thirty a.m. to ten thirty a.m. So five hours of coverage Pacific time. That is. Um, if you do ESPN Plus, it starts at eleven thirty p.m. Wednesday night. So uh, go and goes to like seven thirty. So, uh, yeah, you do get instead of three hours, oh. you get five. That's nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be fun. I will definitely and we, with a field this good, like uh, you know, after last week. Didn't watch a lot. It'll be fun to uh, to get there and watch a bunch of golf this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely, indeed. All right. How do you, th- uh, before we leave, how do you feel about uh, Cantlay right now? Seems like he's turned his game around. Um, it's, it's it's not a major, so we can uh, we can look at him this week. But uh, three state top 15s, do you, want, do you think he gets lost a little bit in this mix with, with Xander right there? I mean, uh, and Spieth, you know, in the 8,000s right below. We'll talk yeah. about the eights in a second. You know, between Morikawa and Xander and Will Z. I wonder if Cantley gets lost in this mix. Might be a big name you can get at a low percentage. Yeah, 3 14 13 in his last three tournaments. Hated that Sunday at Hartford. Uh, you know, that, that 76 when he was like the only guy that could poise to make a run at his buddy Xander. Yeah. Um, still hasn't smiled on the golf course ever. Uh, no, except for uh, maybe at the Ryder Cup. Maybe he did there. He showed emotion at least. So that was that's a start. Yeah, often, often grumpy for sure. I just think he gets uh, for as good of a player as he needs to get lost a little bit this week. I think if you wanted to kind of to go against the grain, he might be a good, uh, sure. good one. You can get a lower percentage. He'll definitely be lower than Xander and definitely lower than Will Z. Yeah, I wish I had him available in my one and done. I do not. So oh, that'd be, yeah, I like that. That'd be a sneaky one too. Yeah, I mean that that's where I, I feel like the uh, the advantage really comes in is like uh, you know finding it finding that low end guy there. I still have Scotty Scheffler saving him still for what? I don't know. Are you but... gonna, are you going to play him at St. Andrews? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. I was going to say if you're going to save him, you got you might as well un- you might as well do it with the last 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 major, right? Yeah, as either that or do it for like, you know, I guess you could do it for the playoffs. But why wait? You think he's going to make the FedEx playoffs? I think he might. Hey, I like <laughs> how you called it by its proper name. What a company man you are! Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, company, eight thousand. A company man for FedEx, which I have no affiliation with. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Uh, 8,000 is pretty good names here too. Jordan yeah. Spieth, the DQ'd. We'll call him the DQ at 89. Uh, Victor Hovland, 88. Sung Jay at 87. Joaquin Neiman, 86. Last seen disappointing the hell out of us, uh, when yeah. we all used him, uh, one and done. Ryan Fox, European darling at 85. Tommy Fleetwood, 84. Corey Connors, friend of the podcast, 83. Billy Horschel, strong words, uh, I think either yeah. today or yesterday about the Billy. live guys at 82. Yeah. Cam Young at 81 and Max Homa at 8,000. Uh, what do you like in this group? 
interesting group, right? There's some big yeah. names and name. I mean, Ryan Fox is popular this week. Everybody loves him. He's the Euro Tour last six events. He has a win, uh, three seconds, a third, and a T eight. He he missed the cut in the U.S. Open, but was fifty fourth at PGA. I was surprised how high DraftKings priced him. I, I thought I figured he would be a you know seventy seven, seventy eight, but eighty five hundred. Uh, it's really expensive for uh, for Fox there. I think I'm going to go away from that. Um, the name that intrigues me here actually is Victor Hovland, 8,800. I can't believe we got Victor Hovland under 9,000. Um, he's slumping yeah. right now, hasn't made a top 20 in the last six events, but still, you look at ball striking numbers, and it seems like that's going to be the place to go this week. Last 24 rounds, he's fifth in ball striking this field, eighth in approach. Um, you know, we had we've talked at, at length about his issues around the green, but uh, I kind of like uh, jumping back in on Hovland this week at 8,800. I think he's an interesting bet this week too at, at his odds. We'll talk about that in a second, um, but I think Hovland at 8,800 is is going to be is a good spot for him to maybe get back on his game. And I just think Max Homa's flat mispriced in this uh, in this tournament. Eight thousand seems crazy low. We talked about Max a bunch. Yeah, one of my favorite players. I know you guys make fun of me for bringing him up too much, but made ten straight cuts. Seven of those top twenties. Like he's playing great golf right now. He won at Wells Fargo. He's yep. gained an approach in nine straight. Gained tee to green in eight straight. Seven of those significant gains in that in that metric. Now he's only forty seventh at the for, at the U.S. Open last time out. We talked when we talked about him there. But he lost six strokes putting in that event. Like it was all on the greens. Right. Uh, he was top twenty-five off off the tee and an approach at the U.S. Open. So the ball striking stayed there. It was still really good. Uh, just putted really badly this week, and we've seen that can be really variable. Um, so I think eight thousand homo is just underpriced. I think it'll be pretty popular. Probably um, a lot of people like him, but there's a lot of names in this field, so maybe that helps a little bit. I just think eight thousand is way too cheap for home, and I will definitely be owning him. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm persuaded. I will definitely have him too. Um, what do you think about the idea that everybody might be off a of Neiman after his disastrous performance last time and get him back at 86 when he's low owned? I think he's going to be very low owned between uh, between Spieth and Hovland right above him and then uh, Fleetwood and, and Ryan Fox right below him. I think he will be uh, very, very under owned. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he, he definitely played badly at Travelers across the board, hit it bad, putted bad, was bad around the greens. He's had a bad weekend. Um, but he's been great most of the season. Obviously, won at uh, at Genesis at Tor at, at Tory earlier in the year. Um, third at Memorial in in June. So yeah, I can see that, and I think that uh, you know it's one of those plays. If you do like him this week, you're probably going to get him at I don't know six to eight percent, which is a, a really good uh, a really good ownership level for for someone who could you know definitely compete, uh, make the top ten at eight six hundred, well priced. I just think the names around him will make him very uh, very low percent. Yeah, uh, tend to agree with you on that yeah. one there. Uh, before I move on to the $7,000 tier and cheaper, a uh, quick note from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Rotowire Gaming Golf Podcast. Uh, as always, we are on the Blue Wire Network, and we appreciate uh, them hosting us here. Uh, let's move into the uh, copious $7,000 tier. As always, we break it in half. Uh, not as big of a tier as in other years, but in other tournaments, still pretty big. Your guy, Keegan Bradley's at 79. Uh, can I just, can we just say you're going to take him? Yeah, I'm going to be boring in this range. I'm going, I'm going Keegan at 7,900, made six straight cuts, three of those top tens. I mean, he led the field at the U.S. Open approach at, at 10.9 strokes game. I mean, just hitting the ball really yeah. well. Gained 5.7 to green and 5.1 approach at Travelers, his last tourney. So, you know, it came off the U.S. Open, hit, hit it again really well. Actually putting pretty well, too. He's like top 25 in the last three four rounds in putting, which if Keegan putts decently, you know, he's going to make the cut. He's going to be up there. He's just such a solid ball striker. And uh, I'm going to go back to a uh, friend of the podcast and um, near major champion, uh, Mito Pereira at 7,700. I know, I think he's going to be overlooked this week. Two straight missed cuts. I think people are like, oh, you know, maybe he's not playing as well, but – and prior to that, seven straight top 30s, you know, had three straight top 20s. You look at the last 24 rounds, you kind of just, you know, don't focus as much on the on the last two weeks. And that second tee to green, fourth ball striking, seventh off the tee, 11th in approach. Like, it's an elite, elite ball striker right now. And I'm going to go back to him. I think the price is nice this week at 7,700. So I'm going to go back there. Uh, my other guy in this range, I think that Keith Mitchell's pretty playable this week, playing really well right now. He had a top 20 the last two events playing really well, uh, you know, the last four events in terms of tee to green off, off the tee. Um, approach game has not been great. Maybe he pulls me back a little bit on him. I like Keegan and, and Mito a little bit more for that reason. But uh, putting's been solid. Mitchell's been playing uh, pretty good golf right now, too. Yeah, so you're going to say Nito, check your libido, and roll to the church in your new Mito or something like that. Oh, but... I actually got that reference and like it. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, whenever uh, you can bust out some topical young MC, you got to do it. Yeah, of course, of course. Anything that was done before this century. How, uh, how do you feel about uh, the Euros in, uh, or I guess not a Euro, but Lucas I, Herbert, and uh, he's, he's from Australia, right? I always mess I was just going to say, what about the local boy, Bobby Mack? And Bobby Mack, both at 7,600. How are you feeling about uh, those two this week? Well, uh, finished 13. Bobby Mack, I just have his page open right now. It's funny that uh, you brought that up because I was going to cue you up. I was like, no, uh-huh. what do you think about him? 
Uh, 13th last week at the Irish Open, but prior to that, missed two cuts. Not great form lately. Um, I like recent form as a good barometer. Um, trying to look to see if did he play. You know, I don't know if we, I don't know if our pages are going to list his all of his European events in the previous year. So I'm not quite sure. But in the Open Championship last year, he finished eighth place. So uh, I mean, he he's home. That always doesn't always work. Remember, everybody at Royal Portrush, everybody's all over Rory, yeah. um, and it, he, he struggled. And he carried a lot of weight, it felt like, that year. Yeah. Um, so that, that doesn't always work in your favor to be the local guy. Uh, going, of course, Shane Lowry run the whole thing, but yeah. he's not from Northern Ireland, mind you, but still, Irish guy winning. Yeah, I and I'm looking at McIntyre. He was uh, he was 13th last week at the Irish Open. Um, so playing okay. He didn't have really any good finishes on the DP Tour prior to that. Um, I'm actually a fade this week on Lucas Herbert. I think a lot of people are going to be on him. He was top four here at this event at this course the last two years, and he was top 10 last week at the Irish Open. I just looked a little deeper, and I don't love his ball striking numbers right now. He's super reliant on his putting right now. He's been putting out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate betting on that. I hate relying on that. And you know, maybe he rides that that another week. But uh, in terms of how popular he's going to be, I'm a fade on him this week. I think that I'm going to go away from the uh, the super hot putter and, uh, and 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 fade the chalk on that one. All right, very good. Uh, let's go in the lower tier here. Uh, we got an, and by the way, uh, going back to the eight thousands, uh, Mr. Ritter likes Ryan Fox a lot. He also in the lower tier likes Aaron Rye at 7,400. Uh, what say you about Aaron Rye guy that I think that was on your roster. Uh, or, or might still, still be still is actually still is on my roster uh i do like aaron rye this week i think that a lot of people are going to notice that him just because he won at this event on this course in 2020 um he was i think 35th last year so had some good history here was that uh, it was t9 at the irish open last week so playing uh playing well at the moment uh he's he made, he's made his last five uh pga cuts too so he's kind of been back and forth but playing well in the pga tour hit it really well at the canadian I, that jumped out to me gained 10.7 shots to the green 7.2 on approach. He finished 13th. He finished 13th while losing strokes putting. So really some good ball striking there. Hit it pretty well at Travelers. Lost strokes putting again to kind of keep him only at 40th. But um, I think you take that plus the uh, plus the good finish of the Irish Open last week. I do like him a lot at 7,400. Um, I also like Jordan Smith. We talked about learning some names on the on the DP Tour. He's 7,300 playing really well in the DP Tour right now. He's been uh, – he's played five tournaments since May 1st. He's been top 25 in all these tournaments. I actually looked at some DP Tour stats, Jeff. That's how uh, that's how prepared I am to talk to I you today. I appreciate your dedication um, to the craft. He's uh, – he's, uh, he's lead, leads the DP Tour in shots uh, gained off the tee uh, uh, during this uh, during this season, and he's fourth in shots gained to the green. So uh, Jordan Smith hitting the ball really well. Um, finishing well with the five top 25, 7,300. I think I'm going one of the, one of the euros that I'm going to take a chance on this week. All right. Uh, what about Minwoo Lee? Um, won the Scottish last yeah. year over Thomas Detry and Matt Fitzpatrick going back to the name there. Uh, has been a guy that, you know, we've seen some, like some of the other bigger events where he qualifies. He's been a kind of trendy sleeper. He's only 7,300 big hitter. Do you like him? I uh, didn't jump out to me as someone I was going to take. Uh, he played well at the U.S. Open, though. Finished 27th. Uh, but prior to that, he had missed the cut at Memorial, the Schwab, mm-hmm. and uh, and the PGA Championship. So uh, I was a little off him there. Um, but I do like the U.S. Open finish, and you, you like the course history here. Um, I just like Jordan Smith and Aaron Ryan more. You look at uh, you look at Minwoo Lee, recent performance, finished 58th at the, at the Irish Open last week. So I think they really jumped off the page there. Sure. So kind of recent form, uh, I preferred Ryan Smith when I looked at this range. Okay, very good. Uh, let's go cheapies. Who do you like in the cheapy range? 
Man, the cheapies are wild this week. Like you gotta, you gotta look at the DP tour. Uh, you know, if you want to find some cheapies, my first guy is actually a PGA player um, at sixty nine hundred. I really do like how Matthew Neesmith is playing right now. Yeah, um, he is. Uh, he he finished nineteenth at the Travelers. Hit it really well too. Gained nine point five to the green, six point in approach. He's made seven straight cuts. And you you dig a little bit in this field. The last twenty four rounds, you look at Neesmith, and you know he's priced six nine hundred, so way way down the list. But he's sixteenth in approach. He's twentieth in ball striking. He's twenty second in tee to green. So he he grades out really well in terms of a bunch of the ball striking metrics in, in his recent form. So I do really like Neesmith at six nine hundred. A couple of Euro guys, um, Victor Perez at six nine hundred. He won the Dutch Open in May, and then he was uh, top three at the Porsche Euro Open in June. He did miss the cut at the U.S. Open, but he's seventh on the DP Tour in shots gained approach. So he's playing really well on, on that tour. Uh, you know, a guy that uh, we've seen in majors and stuff, and kind of waiting for him to have his breakout moment. But uh, uh, it's under seven thousand. I think he's worth a shot. Also, uh, Fabrizio Zanotti at 6,800. I think he's from Paraguay, if I'm getting that right. Um, he's got four straight top 40s uh, since May on the DP Tour. He was fourth the Irish Open last weekend. So if you can play recent form um, you know, in Europe, uh, he's playing really well right now. Uh, there's a lot of people that like Patrick Harrington this week, 6,700. He just won the senior U.S. Open. He was top 20 at this event the last two years. I think I prefer Zanotti, Perez, and Nismith a little bit more. Uh, and if you want to go pure punt mode at 6,300, uh, Calum Terran, who uh, finished sixth at the uh, John Deere last week, hit it really well. He made the cut at the U.S. Open. So, you know, the theory is he finished fifth at Puerto Rico, sixth at the Deere. You know, maybe he just plays well in bad events. But 31st at the U.S. Open, uh, you know, how tough that course was, a pretty good finish. So if you really wanted to save a bunch of money, maybe you want to play one of the top guys. Uh, Terran at 6,200, I think, is, is rosterable. I think Talum got some TV time on Friday and Saturday at the U.S. Open. Uh, yeah. And not just because uh, the airlines lost his clubs again. Uh, that I believe that's the guy that, that has had twice had his clubs lost before and open, but uh, this time got him a little bit quicker. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Anybody, anybody down here in the sixes that uh, we didn't talk about that you like? Yeah, anybody, anybody with a J in their last name that doesn't start with a J, like a Hoygard here, a Bjorn there. Uh, yeah. no, um, you're uh, you're you're family Hoygard at most times, so I was I was wondering if you're back in on them. No, I'm not. I just I, I just Thought it was interesting. Sepp Straka's down there at 6,800. You know, yeah. won a tournament earlier this year, and now he, he's low priced again. But then again, he hasn't done much lately, so I get it. Um, yeah, I saw I saw a friend of the podcast always Danny Danny Willett down there at 6,500, but uh, I don't think I can do that one either. I think I'm I think I'm Neesmith, Perez and Zanotti, and and probably uh, you know find other ways to uh, to save some money. I'm persuaded that you're probably right about that. There, uh, kind of curious to see. You know, Matt Wallace is a guy we. We're rostering a couple of years yeah. ago. I, I've heard very little about him lately. He's down priced pretty lowly. Uh, but, and he finished fifth in the Dutch Open, 18th in the Porsche, Porsche European Open, but hasn't done much in bigger tournaments. And we haven't seen a whole lot out of his name lately and had a big miscut streak last yeah. year. So, or early in the year and in March. So, yeah. Yeah. One of those he's guys that I, price. One of those guys I really liked a couple of years ago and after uh, getting burned a bunch of times I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of make him make him show me before I roster him again but uh, Agreed. has some talent but I just it just never seems to come around. He has some flashes of brilliance but um yeah, I think I'm uh, I think I'm too scarred by Wallace to go back yet. Yeah. I don't think I'll be seeing where's wall where the blank is Wallace on my roster this time. But uh, anyways, I actually, all right. That's, uh, I'm, I'm two for two on getting references. I'm really, yeah, I I'm know. really it's a good day fire right now. That's good. It is a good day. Yeah. All right. Um, let's shuffle on over the SI sports book. Let's look at some odds here. Uh, who's on your betting sheet, Scott? 
Fun. I, I love I love great field events because you get really good players at better prices. We talked about you know when there's two or three good players and they're all eight or ten to one. It's just really hard to 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 get good bets in there. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to kind of uh, not take the top tier again. And it's usually usually the way I go. Every once in a while we we do go top tier and it's done well. But if I were to play in the top tier, it'd probably be Xander at eighteen to one. But it's just a little too uh, too expensive a price for me. I'm going to drop down. I'm going to play uh, Will Zalatoris at twenty five to one for sure. I really like that this week. I think a lot of people are going to be on that. If you want to bet Zalatoris, I'd probably do it sooner rather than later. I think that number is going to drop up. Drop is more likely to drop than it is to go up. So I think uh, if I want to get on Will Z, I would do it now. I like Hideki this week at thirty to one. I just think that's a really good number for someone who's playing really well, played great at the U.S. Open we talked about. Then I'm going to drop back and, and play three guys in the mid range that are uh, three of my favorites. Uh, no surprise, I'm going to play Max Home at fifty to one. Uh, love that number on Max. I think that is that is way too high. I think it should be in the, like the thirty-five to one range. Uh, Keegan Bradley, fifty-five to one. Uh, you know, uh, a FOMO pick. You can't win without me bet, being on him. So I got to get in there. And then I'm actually going to take Mito Pereira at sixty-six to one. I think that uh, the ball striking numbers, the recent uh, missed cuts, uh, has dropped his price down. Um, I was really impressed by him, not only at the PGA, but then how he ba- bounced back right. from that. So I, I like his game. I love the ball striking numbers. I look at he just ranks so highly and everything. He just you know, can kind of put it together. He's someone that at 66 and one really can, can compete to win this tournament. So there's five right there. Um, the one guy left off that I do like is Hoblin at 33 to one. It's a pretty good price, but uh, I just like the other ones a little bit more. And you obviously can't bet everybody if you want to uh, remain profitable in this game. So I'm going to go with those five and then a couple of darts down the, uh, down the board, maybe some top tens. Uh, I like Jordan, or Jordan Smith. We talked about him earlier, hundred to one to win uh, nine to one in a top 10 and Matthew Neesmith, 11 to one in a top 10. So I think that's going to kind of round out my betting card. Those last couple of darts there. I kind of like as a dart, Mav McNeely at 80 to one too. It's uh, one of these times has got to come together for Mav. He played well last week, right? Yeah. He yeah. was another one of those. Uh, I was five for six at the deer. Uh, who was, uh, who was your miss? Huh? What? Oh, that's right. On the number, right? On the number after uh, three under the first day and then had a bad second day and on the number. And it was, uh, and the number changed for a long time. It was plus it was minus one, minus one, minus one, minus two, minus two, yeah, minus three. Yeah. It's uh, just, and, but that, you know that what? Rough. You have, you sent me a link to one of those, uh, to a site that does odds on make, such, making cuts, live such predictions, a, such a fun site, data golf, uh, yeah. dot com, um, for those. And it does a projected cut and, it's always it funny because right. the, the TV broadcasts are like, oh, the cut's at minus one. You're like, it's going to move. And like, you look and it's like 98% to get minus three. And you're like, what are you guys talking about? Like, you, you just, someone on the broadcast would pull that up and be like, oh, it looks like it's going to move. And just, they never, they seem to never do. Well, I feel like golf generally is behind baseball and even yeah. football in terms of the uh, data revolution, in terms of how things are presented. I mean, it, it's out there. Shot, you know, all the shot gain. Yeah. Shots gain data is out there. It's being used by smart people uh, and us, or at least, and, you know, and right. you know, it's, it's out there. It's just the presentation isn't, it, it isn't, the presentation isn't great and it's not common parlance yet. Yeah. And there, I feel like there's not a lot of people that can explain it well that are on the on the big broadcasters. I think it's a big problem. And they, with the betting and stuff too, they put the betting odds up and they explain it so badly too. I just think that they, Need someone on there that is really uh, well versed in the in the daily game and the betting game. It kind of explains it. People like people get into it. Yeah, and I, I think it would enhance their, their broadcast. I think it yeah. would get more people. And maybe they know they have us already. I don't know, but maybe. Uh, but if, you, if you're going to throw up the odds, at least have someone on there who knows what they mean. I guess is kind of what I would go to. 100 agree with yeah. that. All right, uh, let's hit one and done. Who do you got? Who was uh, who was Ritter's? I forget who he put in there. He, it Ritter was, is going to go. Fox. 
He's going with the Fox. Ryan Fox is going to be his sneaky under the radar puck. He said he would have used Will Z had Will Z been available to him. Uh, I would have used Will Z or Hideki if they're available, but they are not. Um, I've torn between dropping down the board or taking someone up. I think I'm going to go up. I'm going to go with Patrick Cantlay this week. Uh, good recent form. I think that uh, not many people will be on him. Um, so I'm going to play Cantlay this week. I have not used him yet. So I think I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and and burn him this week. All right. Well, I have choices. I'll always make the wrong one, except for the Canadian Open. Well, it's on foreign soil, so I've got a chance this week. So I just there you think go. You're on. You're on. Here. You're on a very hot streak on uh, non-U.S. soil events right now. Yes. Yes. One for one. No, I'm one for two because I didn't get Mexico right. Uh, Hovland, Fitzpatrick, <laughs> or Matsuyama are my choices, really, because I'm using Scheffler next week. Uh, I think I'm going Decky. Yeah. I'll finally use Decky. I'll I'll jinx my own season-long team because oh my gosh, it's so close to winning. Uh, I bet you know. <laughs> But I'll, I'll use Decky this week. My backup will be Hovland. We have a backup option on that one there. Yeah, I uh, I, I like a Decky this week. I, I like that one. I would use him if I had him available. But uh, to the surprise of nobody, I have uh, I have burned Decky already this year. Yeah, he, he's he's one of your security blankets for sure. He is. Are we are we now going half an hour on the Barbasol open? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna do a twenty minute review on Portland. Uh, for the lift. <laughs> beautiful. I can't wait. So Paul Casey went live this week. Yeah. Uh, Nice season for us there. Withdrew from multiple tournaments yep. uh, and then goes live on us there. Uh, I, I hear like there's going to be four more after the Open Championship, I heard. Uh, thought, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, not really. I've seen, I've seen the rumors also, and uh, I think the Secret Tour Pro or whatever on Twitter has been breaking them and doing pretty well. Uh, I don't know. I, I think these guys just did the game. I mean, you look at someone like Paul Casey, who's, you know, what is he, mid-40s and has a bad back. Like, I guess if you're going to get a payment – Now's the time to do it. The Casey one's weird, though, because he actually refused to play in the Saudi, in Saudi. Open in 2019 yeah. because of his ties with UNICEF, his charitable work he does with them. So, like, to take such a serious, hard stand. And a lot of guys talk that off about Saudi. You know, it's one event. I'm not I'm playing golf. And the fact that he just a hard stand and now goes to live. Well, I was a little surprised by Casey, to be honest. I'm taken aback by it. I yeah. think it's it's straight up hypocritical, but yeah. I the guess... funny thing is, he said he'd be a hypocrite to play in twenty nineteen. He actually used that word I know. in twenty nineteen as quote, and now he it's just it's uh, it's it's very strange. Yeah, I, I guess if you know, you know, the crown prince wanted to pay us a uh, billion dollars to do gaming golf, we'd listen to it too, so, or a million dollars or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, it's easy to say you wouldn't if it's not right in front of your face. But yeah, sure, it's uh, when that amount of money and you know Casey's got health issues and uh, you know is, is past his prime and had played some good golf recently but uh yeah i was a little uh, i was a little surprised based on his history with uh, with the saudi arabia comments the only guy i really don't feel too bad well not the only guy but the one guy i especially don't feel that upset about him going is pat perez he was so honest about it yep and he's a grinder on the tour yep. uh, uh, and he said he like i hit the lottery i mean yeah that was his. I mean, he's forty six and he's been grinding for twenty years, and he you know hit the lottery. They're gonna pay him that much. I, 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 I respected the fact that he was actually just honest about it. Yeah, same, same here. So, any other thoughts before we sign off? Who would be the uh, Who would be the one guy with, that went to live that would absolutely just break your heart if they went? Rory. Yeah. Well, he'll, yeah, he can't do any numbers. I, mine would be Morikawa, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think either one will. I think that uh, it's gonna be interesting who those who those rumored names if they. Uh, they start to get any kind of the big names that are like under 32 or any, any of these like, you know, top 20 guys. Cause they don't, they haven't quite broken into that. And that might, uh, that might be the final straw that actually might make it, might start to make a difference. Yeah. And to be fair, players have some grievances against the to- PGA tour. Yeah. Um, and the PGA tour hasn't handled this well at all. Um, 
they feel more like they didn't prepare for it very well. Right. Didn't, exactly. didn't, take, didn't take it seriously, I guess. I did how and they was. thought the power of threat was enough. Yeah. And not, you know, more, too much stick, not enough carrot. Billy, uh, Billy Ho, though, came out strong. I was that, that would not have been my bingo card as guys to come out strong. I did not expect that. He came out really no. strong. Yeah, he did. He yeah. sure, certainly did. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah. it, it, we'll be living, we're living in interesting times in the golf world. So, we'll, For sure. we'll see more. Be, we'll have more to talk about. And this should we, be a really fun event this week, too. Yep. It'll be a fun event this week and the British next week. So we're looking forward to that. Thanks, everybody, listening to Gaming Golf. Good luck in your tournaments. And uh, we'll talk, check in again with you next week for the British. Take care.